Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. So how you feeling? Well, I'm in a little, little bit of pain. Are you? Yeah. Good, good. My right wrist is bigger than my left wrist, <laughs> and I never would have thought of that, but I put my watch on my right side, and the biggest challenge is that it's the wrong size. But you know what? I'm living through it. It's I'm going to make there. it. I'm going to survive. It is still there. <laughs> it is still there. Well, um, you are a, a really, really great producer. You are a consummate professional, uh, 244 units last year. That's big volume. And uh, I wanted to um, just have you start to unpack kind of this idea of, of how do we make the most out of each loan. And so I wrote down that, that one of the things you said on the phone to me is you, you really try to keep things simple. And you said if you figure out how to make your customers network your network, that is the key to your future. So talk about this. Well, you know, I, I think that loan officers, salespeople, you know, we tend to go after something new, something shiny, maybe some sort of new marketing campaign, maybe invest in some sort of new project that you're going to do. Um, and, and I think that's terrific. There's a lot of different things that you can do that can create more volume for yourself. But the question I always ask loan officers when I hear that that's what they're about to embark on is, what are you doing with the customers that you have? What are you doing with the real estate agents, the business partners that you have, the connections that you have? Think about social media. You know, we've had that for, I don't know, seemingly forever, but that's not really true. When you look at someone's social media page, you see connections and you see that you have similar connections and that you have similar hobbies and things like that. So, and that's, that's true in real life. That's why social media is so great. And so when I'm talking to a customer, a potential customer, I really dive deep in you know, what they're doing, what they want to accomplish, and what they should accomplish. Here's the thing, is that if you are a loan officer just being a loan officer and just answering their questions and just serving the need, which is, I need a loan, then you've got a ton of competition, right? We've, a lot of people have already talked about that in just a few hours that we've been here today. Uh, so are you asking them about title, how they're going to hold title? I know this is maybe you think title's job or maybe an attorney's job, but take it on. Are you asking them about, or whether they know, how this might impact them tax-wise? You're not a CPA, most of us aren't CPAs. Take it on, educate them, right? And really when I said, you know, make their network your network, what I'm looking for there is, do you have a CPA? Do you have a financial advisor? Now, whether they say yes or no, it's a it's a win for you. It's a win for us as a loan officer, right? Because there's an opportunity there. So what we'll do in our office, for instance, is we'll ask, do you have a financial advisor? And they'll, they'll say, yeah, you know, I do. I work with so-and-so. Great. Have you, have you talked with them about what you're doing, what you're planning to do? Purchase a home, refinance a home, whatever it might be. And, you know, just kind of dive in there and figure out what's going on. You know, is the relationship tight? Do they actually go to the financial advisor first and and seek advice, or are they just going to come to you, the mortgage guy, and make a huge decision that could impact their financial well-being without their financial planner involved? And take notes, dive deep, okay, and figure that out. Let's get the contact information for the financial advisor. Let's contact them. Let's bring them in the loop if they're not already in the loop. 
they're going to appreciate that you've done that, right? And that's different and you stand out. I like this mortgage guy, right? The financial planner. I like this mortgage guy. He's taking care of you, right? So someone says, oh, I think I want to put 50% down. Ooh, okay. Yeah, well, we can do that. But have you talked to Jake, your financial advisor, about doing that? Because I know that he may have an opinion on that that could impact you for a very long time. So you, get, you really kind of dive deep, okay? Now, if he doesn't have a financial advisor, you have one. Yeah, yeah. Right? You have one that you can connect with. So you've got, you've got an opportunity to either refer someone there that you work with that scores you points, or you have the opportunity to connect to someone that you know, they already are working with that you are not, but it's part of their network. And so making their network, your network goes like this. You call the financial advisor and you say, I'm calling about you know, John and Cindy Smith mutual clients. You're just trying to get through the gatekeeper at this point because you're probably talking to a receptionist or someone in the lobby, right? And I'm a mortgage guy and I'm calling the financial advisor. I get voicemail most of the time if I'm just calling a, a random financial advisor. But we have a mutual client. You've got to talk to me as a financial advisor, yeah. right? And the way I kind of sell that to the customer is, why don't I make this process a little easier for you? I'm sure that Jake, your advisor, has a lot of your important documents and your account statements. So you can go on and on with this, with the trust attorney and, and how you're going to hold title, the CPA and the tax benefits, right? And I know that many of us know this, a lot of this already, that they realize that this opportunity is out there, but how many of us are really capturing it? <clears throat> you know, how many people are really diving deep and, and doing that versus some other sort of new shiny campaign, right? All right, so I, I want you to just hear what just got said, okay? Um, you all kind of know this, but for some reason we still chase all these other things that are like the panacea to our problems that are gonna be the new thing that brings us greatness and you know, fills our wallets with money. And I gotta tell you something right now, this one strategy that Corey's talking about, if you started this and the only network you tried to get into, the only network is the financial planners network and you're doing 10 loans a month or whatever number you're doing, and every one of those loans, your goal is to connect with the financial planner to run your mortgage recommendation by him or her to make sure it syncs up with their financial plan. That starts a relationship into their network. I showed you last night Denise Donahue's webpage, and Denise came out of the High Trust Sales Academy, and she created what she called the Power Partner Program with financial planners. And all she did, the only thing she did was start calling financial planners to run the mortgage recommendation by them. First of all, the service factor was off the charts. Okay. Second of all, in 24 months, she went from 7.4 million in fundings to over $35 million in fundings. And that is the only change she made. Now I want you to think about this. How many clients does a financial planner have? Uh, several hundred. If okay. not more than that, if not over a thousand in some shops, depending on how they set so up. So what did I say last night? By the end of 2020, you have to have a B2B strategy that is done. It is implemented. You won't have time in 2021 to do this. So the most natural thing for you to do is take Corey's advice and start today 
And at the end of a year, if you have, and you pick the number, I don't care what the number is, but if you have 40, 30, 50, 20, let's just pick 20 financial planners. And what'd you say they had client-wise? 200? Yeah, a couple hundred My on brother's average. one, and so I know what the client load is, but let's say a couple hundred. Okay, so how many buyers do you have if you pull the trigger on this starting on Monday in a year with that number of financial planners? Can somebody do the math real quick? If you have 20 financial planners with 200 clients each, you have 4,000 borrowers. And the thing that's so great about financial advisors is that they're, they're held up here by most people's, most people's opinion, whereas the mortgage person, unfortunately, is not. Even though we have the best in the room right here, that's just not the perception, right? So the financial planner says you should go talk to you know, Corey and, and get a mortgage. Most clients are listening real closely. Realtors have a huge amount of influence. Financial advisors, in many cases, have more influence. So after we connect with them and start getting the documentation for the client, we go, we try to schedule a, a meeting with them, an in-person meeting with them. Um, and you, know, you kind of make it easy. So you know, I happen to be in the neighborhood anyways. I'm going, I'm going your way next week. I actually can go any, any day next week. So um, I could pop in, it's easy, right? It's not a big deal, five, 10 minutes, right? I bring uh, uh, one of the custom Cutco knives with me. Awesome. Okay, it's got my uh, contact information on it because I want to leave something there that they're going to hang on to. Because you know, here's the thing, is that if you provide good service one time for one of their clients, you're easily forgotten, right? So I want to leave something where they're going to remember me. So I drop that with them. Quick you know, handshake, five, six, 10 minutes, get to know their business a little bit. Make sure that they somewhat commit to what you're trying to build, which is, hey, are you accepting new clients? You did a terrific job. You know, our clients, what did I say, Chris and Cindy, I think? Chris and Cindy said nothing but great things about you. Here's the thing, I've got 2,000 past clients in my database and I'm very, very in touch with them. We're gonna talk about that next, I think. And a lot of them don't have CPAs, a lot of them don't have financial advisors and it kills me. So I like to give out contact information. Can I give your information out when I need to, right? I don't need to ask them for their business at that point. So I want you just to think about this for a second. I want you to think about the idea of being in demand versus on demand. Okay, and I'd like you to think about Jesse's lost leads conversation. I'd like you to think about what Rick Shear talked about in terms of, uh, you know, teaching agents uh, how to fish and, and how to create these networks. And I want you to think about what Corey's talking about. And I want you to think a year from today, a year from today, the world as you know it is going to be different. And I want you to think about what it might be like where you are now in control of the lead flow because you're doing what Corey's doing. And you make that 90, 1994 prophecy that I threw out there, knowing it was gonna be true, be more true today than ever, because you now have control of your financial future. And it's not gonna change. If you own the relationship, you control the destiny of the loan. So back to databasing, because yep. I think one of the things that uh, Jesse said, obviously, is which database should you use? The one that you use should be the one you use. You know, the one you're going to use should be the one you use. But whatever database you use, you have to have a discipline around that database. Uh, absolutely. And so I want you to talk, because you're a $100 million guy, what is your discipline around your database? Well... First of all, I started keeping uh, records and, and uh, all the contact information for all my clients the minute I got in the business. 
thanks to your advice. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, if you have a database, whether it's Excel, whether it's Joomla, whether it's anything, and you are not using it, then you don't have a database, essentially. It's worthless. You have a, a phone book or something. Um, so what we do at my office is we call all of our clients. I've got 2,000 past clients where I have accurate contact information. Some slip, some move, some change their phone number. It happens. Um, but we're calling through that database three, four times a year. And just calling to say hi, but we always have an actual reason for calling, right? So let's tie this to the network uh, that we just discussed. Maybe you're saying, well, you know, a lot of my clients don't have financial advisors, Corey, so that's not going to work, right? Or maybe I don't have a lot of clients right now. As much as I would like to implement this, I wish I would have heard you speak last year, right? Well, you have past clients, right? So you can, one of the reasons you might be calling is, you know, hey, you know, it just occurred to me, did we put title in a trust for you? Do you have a living trust? It's just so important. I want to make sure that you did, right? You, that can be the reason you're going to call <clears throat> all of your past clients. That's one call. Okay, and by the way, if you know somebody that's looking for a home loan, I hope that you will send them my direction and we'll make sure that they have a great experience, right? So that's, that's one big thing that we do. Um, birthdays are another big one, okay? Um, again, with Cutco, uh, we're not just sending cakes, you know, send something that they're gonna keep, you know, um, something that they're gonna hang on to. And, you know, change it up every year, but maybe send, you know, the, the pie slicer or something like that with your information on it because you are not top of mind for as long as you might think. Even the client that says, you did a terrific job, puts it on Yelp, puts it on Zillow, all of those things, you will be forgotten. So the, one of the biggest disciplines we have in my office is actually calling everybody, all of our past clients, whether we helped them 12 years ago or we helped them last year on a regular basis. So one of the things about purifying your data, um, Linda, you went gone through a process in the last several months where you've actually hired a professional dialer to go through your entire database and update the entire database. So if you haven't done that, that would be one of the low cost, high value things you could do in the next couple of months and literally have a one page kind of kind of, uh, you know, customer profile or buyer profile, just a quick update. And those calls take maybe three to five minutes each, totally appreciated, you know, get a, get a good caller on there that can do it on your behalf. And then what I would start to realize is that other thing I said last night is the, I said this in 1998, the annual client review is the biggest disruption to hit our space. And I think it's really, really important that you start to understand that uh, we've been talking about this for 20 years. And Marty makes a comment that an annual client review is not a slide aisle. And I want you to know something that if you, I mean it as sincerely as I can say it, even though it's fairly humorous. And that is if you want your clients for life, you must talk to them during their life. And you're doing that. And so what part of your day is database versus anything else? Well, so I, I have someone in my office doing sort of business development who is doing those calls um, on my behalf. And it is best if you can do them yourself. I, I wish that I could do them myself. The reality is, is that 2,000 calls, even with a slick system that we have uh, to do it, it's hugely time consuming um, to do it. So if you have a good message and if it's delivered correctly, you can have somebody else do it. And, and that's what I do. And it is, to answer your question, it is pretty much constant. Because once you get through, in my case, once you get through the list, you're, you're starting over again. 
you know, because of, you know, if you've got a lot of past clients, it, it takes a while and I've got someone that's doing it almost 40 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, and how much of your volume is coming from that database? Oh, it's like 35%. 35. Yeah. It, it, the, the last round of calls that we did, uh, which was, three, we're doing that around right now, but the last round generated somewhere, somewhere around $30,000 in commission. And, and here's the crazy thing is that you might think that those people are going to call you. They're not. They're not. And, and you know, one thing for, for me personally is I'm, I'm licensed in 22 states myself, and then my company is national. And so, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it's funny you call. It's like my, my daughter's going through a purchase right now, and it's hell. She's having a terrible time. And I'm going, I'm hearing this, right? Going, what? <laughs> so you catch people, and they don't mean any harm by it, but, they, but it's happening. You think your past clients aren't doing things without you. You're fooling yourself. It's happening. So we come across people that, you know, oh, I didn't know that you were licensed in that state, or I thought you only did big loans, or I really thought of you as a VA guy, or whatever. So get on the phone with them, because if you think about how many past clients you have, whether it's 50 or whether it's thousands, some of them are doing something right now while you are here. If you're not in touch with them, there's a greater likelihood that they're doing it without you. I think this, uh, this is a good way to end with a, a comment, and we've alluded to it a couple times, but you know, um, Jesse referenced it. I think, I think Corey has, has brought it up again. And you know, I'm kind of at a point where I, I want to stop chasing as an innovator of, of training and ideas new things for you guys to do. Like, I, I want to stop, you know, even thinking that I've got to come up with something new because I want to look you squarely in the eye and tell you that we're missing what is already there. And what is already there is a population of people that theoretically know, love, and trust you who will go out of their way to find other people who they want to have the same kind of love and trust experience that they had with you. And so I'm going to look you in the eyes and tell you that you can chase anything you want, but if you miss this database piece and you miss the B2B piece in the next 20 months, I think what you guys do on this in the next 24 months max, I think that's about as long as you have to make this part of the shift. I think it affects the next five to 10 years of your, of your career. And this is easy business. This is relationship business. They already trust you. People that are referred to you by other people that already trust you don't shop you. They don't shop you and it's, it's so much easier. You're not yeah, starting from right? square one. You're not selling yourself. You're not telling the whole story. You're picking up where you left off. Out of time. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you so much. Corey. That was Thanks, awesome. Thanks, Todd, for having us. Corey, a big round of applause. Thank you.